with the now the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits i say america stay out the bushes look for the union labels that's the security rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the government from my cold dead hands i'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president he will get reelected. it's time for the alan nathan show here he is the longest running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country alan nathan Welcome aboard, everybody. Welcome aboard. I'm ever yours, Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your virgin voyage, allow me to share with you our mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedroom, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. We feel there exists this cavernous gap separating the two orthodoxies and that it's a gap comprised of many degree-thinking people who can argue quite passionately in shades of gray. And to that end, each and every show, we have fine guests to help best illustrate this point. Today is no exception. Also, if you wish to hook up with us on the web, it's www.alannathan.com. Don't forget that email address, alan at alannathan.com. That's A-L-A-M. Coming at you live and strong each and every Monday through Friday at this time. Don't forget the classic Alan Nathan show, Saturdays, 6 to 7 p.m. And overnight Sunday mornings, 3 to 4, all times Eastern. We are indeed a Main Street Radio Network production. Please check us out at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. Feel free to avail yourselves of our nascent but always robust Twitter and Facebook options that we have there for you. And of course, with great dispatch and alacrity, we love to thank our distributor, the Salem Radio Network. That's right, the Alan Nathan Show is entering its 25th year of national syndication, all thanks to you, reaching about 800 towns and cities across a couple of hundred radio station broadcasts each week. Again, all thanks to you. And by the way, I don't care if you're part of the authoritarian left or perpetually clueless right. Please get out of the thought control business. Now, by the way, quick aside, I want to thank my uh, uh, guest host very much, uh, Katie, uh, Karen Cataline, of course, uh, John Hayward, Joseph Patterson, all doing a great job. My producers, Joseph, of course, wearing double hats. He's, one of, he's, one, he's my primary producer. My on-air producer, of course, is uh, James Felix. Thank you for everybody for... Uh, adapting so well with such great agility and a plum, I might add. Uh, I had to take about a week off because my home was being invaded by these people we actually paid to invade us. <laughs> They're called painters. <laughs> we have a historic home, and we had we had to wait a long time for these recon- for these um, uh, restorationists to come and uh, do our interior, which looked pretty good, but we really wanted it to be in sync with the exterior because we had just painted that a few years ago, and... Uh, Anyway, that's uh, the end of my prosaic t- <laughs> explanation of why I've been out for the last week. But it, I- I'll tell you, man, I'm so glad to have this in my rearview mirror. Anybody who's ever gone through getting their home uh, painted knows exactly what I'm talking about. But it's all finished. I'm happy. I'm delighted. And uh, gave me a chance to work on my book as well in a little tiny corner next to the trash can so I could stay out of everybody's way. Anyway, uh, without further ado, we're going to uh, cover a number of things here today. Wokeism's uh, uh, ESG, DEI, and CRT are provably killing banks, beer, and banter rights and speech. So we're going to explain why and how it can be stopped. Of course, ESG is for environment, social, and government. Uh, DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And CRT is uh, critical race theory. All of these things, by the way, camouflaged as their own antithesis uh, because they really are the embodiment of the very evil 
uh, against which they would ostensibly otherwise fight. Uh, it, it's just paradoxical how that is happening. Uh, anyway, Biden also wants to expand electrical vehicle, uh, vehicle purchase interest, if you will, EV purchase interest, with tens of thousands of charging stations. But, uh, see, the guy signed laws constraining both with domestic content requirements. So that's going to be a bit of a drag on his endeavor. And he did this also even as most electricity is created by the very fossil fuels he wants to end. So what's next in that regard? Also, three state House Democrats switched to the Republican Party in a single month, resulting in two state houses securing a supermajority. So I'm scratching my head here. I'm wondering, are there finally some cracks showing in the woke Nazis' armor? Anyway, without further ado, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing all front of the show, Steve Bonta. Uh, he is executive senior editor at the New American Magazine. He's also a longtime contributor to the magazine, writing on economics, uh, foreign affairs, and American politics, among other subjects. Steve, good to have you back. How are you today? I'm fine. You're quite the wordsmith, my friend. What's that again? I said you're quite the wordsmith. Well, I try. I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the prologue. That was, that was very eloquent. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm curious. I want to dial this off, get off all the topics I referenced to you very quickly, just a little bit, because you have the position that um, uh, the Trump indictment takes America into uncharted territory. I'm inclined to agree with you, but I'm curious as to what perspective specifically do you mean that? You, you're, uh, are, are you the, of the impression that uh, it's going to bring about a blowback against the Democrats uh, for which they're just not ready, or B, do you believe it's going to transition to a tit-for-tat wherein we're going to start having conservative states uh, look into the Bidens and perhaps uh, uh, seek similar uh, retribution? Of course, they would have a hell of a lot more grounds than D.A. Bragg has out of New York City. I mean, the guy's trying to nail Trump for that, which, uh, whether you're talking about state uh, or federal, uh, has has gone beyond its uh, statute of limitations. And, of course, even if it had, uh, there really aren't the grounds on which to predicate everything they're doing. I mean, I've discussed this ad nauseum. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. But wh- which is it, or do you believe both? I mean, yeah, it's going to be a big blowback for the Democrats, or B, it's now going to uh, be something that set a precedent for a tit-for-tat uh, that we might see uh, resulting in some uh, some papers being served to Mr. Biden. Your take. Well, it could, it could be. I mean, uh, you have to bear in mind that the, the Democrats are always the aggressor. Uh, they, they, they're the street fighters in general by disposition because, you know, uh, although, you know, what you said in the prologue is correct, you know, both parties are, are substantially in error. I, I think, though, as a general proposition, the Democratic Party is the natural home or has become the natural home of those who love power, who love the state. And people of that dispensation, uh, disposition, uh, for them, the, the, you know, the ends always justify the means. They always bring their A game. They always go on the offense. Whereas, you know, although, you know, they're, they're, you know, rhinos accepted, there are a large number of people in the Republican Party, and particularly in the House, who are pretty idealistic about things like limiting the, you know, government power and all this type of thing, who, who genuinely want to accomplish these things. And people with that kind of disposition generally um, are not. As, as as apt to, to go on the offensive, to uh, to use every means at their disposal, to uh, you know take no prisoners, uh, to resort to the sorts of hyperbole and that you know lies and character assassination that we see emanating from the radical left in particular. So I, I do think there's a natural 
asymmetry between between the two groups. And, and this is the reason, you, you know, that the good guys seem to be perpetually at a disadvantage in this that this kind of this kind of street fight situation is that uh, the, the, the Democrats don't play by the rules. Speaking in generalities, not no, no. I, I take and, your point, which is you know why I think, which is why I think, if Republicans really want to um, maneuver in such a fashion as to bring about uh, the world in which they prefer us all to live, which would be limited government, they're going to actually have to become uh, street fighters themselves uh, to put that agenda into place. They're actually going to have to go after the very power they would otherwise loathe to pursue in order to be powerful enough to stop others from overtaking them. I've, I've always been of the view that when it comes to the woke Nazis, and I say this as a, as a social progressive who cannot love the best of them, but when it comes to the woke Nazis, all the rest of us, be you conservative, libertarian, fellow centrist such as yours truly, we all have to be willing to counter these people word for word, fist for fist, knife for knife, and bullet for bullet. Now, I emphasize the word counter, lest any bad faith actor out there uh, try to suggest that I'm, I'm talking about initiating violence. No. But these folks have to uh, be disincentivized. I've always believed that if incentives um, you know, reinforce behavior, then clearly only disincentives can counter it. Where am I mistaken? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like you know we use the analogy of street fighting, and, and, and the problem is, you know, I mean, to what point can the good guys engage in that sort of behavior without becoming the like the other side? To the point where the bad guys yeah. stop being bad. That's yeah, the I point. So. I, you do really, so to I the point so. of efficacy. I mean, there's only so many different ways people can euphemistically reference, golly gee, we really want this to stop, but boy, do we want to be as bad as they. Look, you've got to use the weapons you have while you have them versus letting the other side shame you into not using them, even as that other side mobilizes its own against you. I'm sorry, but with all due respect, if you fall for that, you're a sap, not you specifically, but I mean the person who falls for that in generally, where am I mistaken? Well, no, I don't think you're mistaken. I, I, I think it's just, it's just it's, this, is a, this is the age-old dilemma, is that, you know, as, as, as Lowell once observed, you know, uh, it, it seems as though, uh, you know, right is forever on the scaffold and wrong is forever on the throne. So we have to figure out a way to, to be the good guys, but, but do it with resolve and do it with strength. And, um, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. I think the good guys are always entitled to defend themselves, but they have to remember defending themselves will re- often require some violence if violence is indeed being visited upon you 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 you, you cannot come to a, a gunfight with a knife and never expect to alter the circumstance metaphorically speaking anyway steve bonta great as always to have you folks you're listening to the alan nathan show right here on the main street radio network this message is provided by Beringer Engelheim. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global 
Global Fibronear program. To learn more about Fibronear and eligibility requirements, visit fibronear-ipf.longboat.com and fibronear-ild.longboat.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon-St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans' organization has provided more real-time Ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at PVA.org. Will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more? Maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe maybe so, six. So what the hell? Are you, are you saying that uh, you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either, so either, either roll an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. Help a, bro- <laughs> help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. I, well, I, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. All right. 
Talk about more than one way to lay an egg. Oh, my God. All right. First of all, he's thinking he's uh, physiologically capable of doing something that, I don't know, only the the most uh, woke person on the planet would ever accommodate such an an endeavor. Okay, he's going to push out some eggs. And yet we're going to believe that this guy's cerebrally dexterous enough for another four years. He wasn't dexterous enough for the first four. Um, every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis. For those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach, we're listening to uh, an exchange between NBC's today's uh, Al Roker and Joe Biden. Um, you know, he's ta- he was asked also whether or not he's going to run, and he says, well, we, we plan on it, but we can't announce it yet. <laughs> of course, he did just that very thing. Um, but uh, funny stuff aside, I want to take a look at something that's affecting us all more directly. It has to do with this guy's agenda on energy. Uh, have a listen to this silly stuff. This goes back to March of 2020, just to give you a sense of where Joe Biden is when it comes to energy. Please understand, when he took over, we were at that time the planet's number one energy exporter. He has turned us into instead now a nation that has to go hat in hand to OPEC. All right, and it and has accordingly marginalized businesses far more so than ever had to be the case. See, the left know that through claims of fighting on behalf of the environment, they get to push a socialistic agenda. And they want to do that by way of undermining capitalism because, let's face it, when you undermine capitalism, uh, you make people more open to the prospect of relinquishing individual uh, liberties in exchange for uh, governmental handouts. But when capitalism is allowed to be as vibrant as it is naturally, when not tarnished with micromanagement, well, then everybody becomes that much more financially self-reliant. And those who are financially self-reliant are less vulnerable to the persuasions of government that want them to give up individual liberties in exchange for handouts. If I'm fiscally self-reliant, why the hell do I want anything from you when getting anything from you comes with strings attached versus with what I have already got. And healthy, robust capitalism needs, or is at least strongly benefited by, energy that's affordable. And it looks as if the left is deliberately trying to ensure that energy remains unaffordable so as to make us that much more vulnerable to their handouts. Have a listen to what Joe Biden said in March, and then I'll get to my uh, illustrious guest, March of 2020. Uh, James, clip two, if you please. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. This is what he also had to say uh, before that, September of 2019, while running for office. Uh, clip five, James, if you please. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. And I think, you know, when people tell you who they are over and over again, you should believe them. Uh, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing none other than Mark Marie, uh, leads energy policy at Americans for Prosperity. Uh, prior to this, he was a senior counsel at the Department of Justice, uh, Environment, and uh, Natural Resources Division. He was also acting uh, deputy solicitor at the Department of the Interior. Busy guy. Mark, good to have you on board. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me. Tough act to follow our president, but I'll do my best. 
Yeah, well, let's face it. The dude never really raises the bar that high. I mean, uh, listen, uh, he, you know, I was reading just a little bit from the uh, Fox News. They said uh, the Biden administration's policies um, have, uh, well, actually, w- what they were telling us is that the Biden administration wants to expand all of these, um, these uh, charge stations, as you might recall. And it strikes me as if it's it's really a, a, a bad setup. Um, the, the, the Fox talks about how the Biden administration is setting out to build hundreds of thousands of electric vehicle chargers over the next seven years. Um, but the ambitious project faces some uh, serious logistical hurdles. And they do indeed. I mean, they, 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 they're essentially um, constrained by these domestic content requirements. And this is happening even as most electricity is created, again, by the very fossil fuels he wants to end. And it's a real head-scratcher when you think of it. I mean, the DOE's, the Department of Energy's own stats on this show, that 61% of all electricity is produced by fossil fuels, 19% from nuclear power, and 20% from renewable sources. Now, what that means is that 80% of what powers electric cars comes from what the left view as unacceptable sources. I mean, it, it seems to me that the left's energy plan possesses more green naivete than it does green energy, or am I being too snarky, your sense of it? No, you're right, Alan. It, it's a total shell game. Uh, the idea is if you aren't seeing the fossil fuel go into your tank at the pump, but instead you're removed from it because you're just plugging into an outlet you're not going to think about the fact of, well, what actually turns those turbines in that power station that's creating the electricity. It's a total shell game. And no matter how you slice it, you know, we're going to be dependent uh, on fossil fuels, not for a decade, like the president's um, surmised in his State of the Union speech, but for probably the next half century. And it's just because fossil fuels are the most energy dense source of energy on the planet and energy density comes with a lot of practical benefits. And, you know, there's just no, um, I think, you know, circumventing that fundamental law of physics. And not only that, the one area in which they could get the ideal environmentally friendly source up and running is one they're always impeding as well, nuclear energy. Now, I think there's a difference between uh, some environmentalists over in Europe and those here. Don't get me wrong. You've got bad faith on both sides. Those who use the claim of environmentalism as a, as a cause to really just conceal their anti-capitalism agenda. You know, in the name of saving Mother Earth, uh, they want to kill entrepreneurial spirit, uh, thus ensuring that all of us are that much more at the mercy of government. But then you do have good faith environmentalists. Uh, but I believe most of them are in Europe. These are folks who just, you know, want us to find a, a healthy balance. And you can find them also in France, because in France, I believe, what, 90% of their electricity, in Paris anyway, is contingent upon uh, nuclear power. And this is the cleanest form of energy there is. But the left over here don't want that. They'll harp on its danger, and there is some. But the danger seems to be far outweighed by the benefits. Where am I mistaken? No, you're 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 right on you're right on target there. I mean, I think Three Mile Island was weaponized by environmentalists here in the United States, even though it was a fairly 
you know, mild incidents. Nobody died. Um, sure, there was Chernobyl, but that was in at the time the Soviet Union, and we know they can't be straight. So, yeah, we can't. We uh, can't be held to the to the weak standards. Uh, that they executed as, as a justification to not let us move forward. Mark, if you can, buddy, hang on the line for just a, bo- a moment, folks. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show right here on the Main Street Radio Network. Stick with us. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common. But after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. This forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Plant puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing 
to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, every year is Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. Delighted you could be with us. Covering a number of things here, wokeisms, ESG, DEI, and CRT are provably killing banks, beer, and banter rights in speech. So we're going to be trying to explain why and how it can be stopped. Also, Biden wants to expand EV purchase interest, that's electric vehicles, with tens of thousands of charging stations, we got the money set aside for it, like we are doing anything <laughs> but printing it. But, yeah, we, we've apparently allocated funds for it. But um, it, it's so counterintuitive because the guy's already signed laws constraining both with domestic content requirements. If you don't have X amount of uh, percentage uh, you know, comprising these things from the United States, uh, you're not going to get either A, these tax credits, or B, we're going to impede your progress forward. So it's a bit like trying to say, sure, um, you can walk across the room, just don't step on the floor. It's very, very odd what they're doing. And, and this is happening even as most electricity is created by the very fossil fuels the Democrats want to end. So what's next? Also, three state House Democrats switched to the Republican Party in a single month, resulting in two state houses securing a supermajority. you got to wonder, are there finally some cracks showing in the woke Nazis' armor? We have assisting in the opining and analyzing Scott Shepard, a fellow with the National Center for Public Policy Research, as well as the director of the National Center's Free Speech Project. Uh, Scott, good to have you back. Thanks for joining us again today. How are you? Uh, it's great to be with you, Alan. It's uh, it's always good and um, terrific. How are you? I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. Thank you very much. You know, I, I just want to just before we dive into much else, it's the environmental angle that's really bugging me because to me it's a hide behind argument. I mean, look, I think maybe we need to first separate the legitimate environmentalists from the illegitimate ones because there are really legitimate environmentalists out there. I mean, they're the ones that. Say, hey, let's not blindly side with economic growth at the cost of harming our planet's treasure. Let's see if we can find a balance. But the illegitimate environmentalists, you can see them a mile away. I mean, they seem to camouflage a socialist agenda behind the cause of environmentalism. And they do it, I think, to reduce individual prosperity so as to weaken the resistance to socialism. I mean, 
let's face it, the, the more socialists are confronted by a financially self-reliant population, well then, really the less attractive becomes their proposal for citizens to surrender index, their independence in exchange for any state's authoritarian protection. Am I genuinely well, correct, that, or what's your take on it? That, that's, that's exactly the breakdown. There are some, some true believers, and they, they can shade into the Gaia-worshipping Gaia lunatics, right, who think that, Amer- uh, that the humans are parasites and everything. We, we're not natural parts of the natural environment, and everything we do is horrible in some indefinable and quasi-religious way. But most of the rest of them, as you say, are either pushing socialism, in other words, they love the lockdowns of COVID, and now they want lockdowns for carbon, or they're pushing some kind of quasi-fascist social uh, uh, fascist uh, feudalism. You look at the people at the top of the environmental movement: Larry Fink at BlackRock, and Bill Gates, and 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 the other fellows at the top of these corporations, Brian Moynihan at Bank of America. They're telling the rest of us they they take their private jets to the World Economic Forum to Davos every winter. Stay in a nicely heated, super, super uh, uh, fancy hotel in the middle of the winter, eat the best things in the world, and tell us that we, their carbon footprints are one million size, a size is larger than ours. But oh, tell wow. us that we have to keep our, uh, we have to cut our carbon emissions, we have to live in smaller houses, we have to drive less, we have to have more constrained lives, while they t- intend to keep their mansions and their, um, uh, and their jets and use a million times more carbon than we do. And so and that tells these, you... And we can't take these idiots seriously. I mean, and, and they use these secondary... Well, it's all... It's very much in keeping with the Wokes formula as well. I mean, they have these secondary measures of allegedly higher morals. Um, That's right. And, and they're supposed to transcend the primary moral measure of our rights to choose our own individual paths. you got people like vulture capitalists like uh, Mr. Diamond um, yeah. out there. Uh, he, um, oh, what's his company again? Help me out. Uh, uh, J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan, thank Page. you very much. Yep. you got Jimmy Diamond out there um, and, and, and his tyrannical party allies in government versus, of course, uh, valid capitalists endeavoring to just make a living, but you got these vulture capitalists like Diamond, um, and I, I don't, th- you know, th- they want to essentially uh, allow government to start using um, the ability to take private property for more laudable <laughs> goals. Have you heard yeah, about this stuff? <laughs> I mean, he is such a fraud. He says he sometimes he wants to use says eminent the domain. Right that's the German. He wants to use eminent that's, that's domain. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, but way so beyond its original the, purpose. It's supposed to be for a public use, not public purpose, you know, that, as was recently right. uh, uh, adjusted. Fortunately, states still have the right to shut people down uh, in, in when, when trying to get away with too much eminent domain. But he thinks that the federal government should exercise eminent domain for the purposes of doing something about climate change. But I think he'll probably have the ugliest hell to pay. If uh, he and his ilk are seen corrupting the law in the name of enforcing it, simply to justify robbing private property. Where am I mistaken? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, 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 Jamie Diamond is is 
one of the kings of the frauds because he talks a good game in front of the uh, the Congress. Oh, it would be the road to hell for America to decarbonize according to political schedules. He doesn't want companies run by little committees of self-appointed do-gooders doing wokeness. But that's exactly how J.P. Morgan is run. And then he comes out and says something like this, and you know that he has no intention of allowing his mansion to be imminently domained that he's going to give up anything. He's going to keep his jet. He's going to keep his mansion. And he wants our property to be, ta- to be taken so that he can uh, feel good about himself, force us to use less carbon, and really set up. I mean, it really is a feudalistic class. They, they, they want this crowd that goes to Davos every year, that goes to the World Economic Forum. They want to set the world's agenda, and they want to live like kings, like a new class of, of global nobility. Oh, yeah, while the and rest people, of people like Bill Gates. Constrained lives. And people like Bill Gates justify the big carbon <laughs> footprint they have by saying, well, I needed to get around to spread the word for an otherwise greater goal. That's you know, exactly I think, what he I said. Think well, we have to explain. I can use all. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think that people have to understand not to be fooled by folks who use their stated goals as a justification for their agenda. That is the sophistry. This is 2,400-year-old ancient Athenian sophistry, wherein these bozos will point to their goals or their stated principles as the justification for their agenda. And that's not the case. That's an inverted burden of proof construct. Folks, I wanted to let everybody understand, an agenda is never validated by its stated goals. Why? Because that's the job of the agenda, to validate itself by showing how it will achieve its stated goals, by showing how it has the properties to fulfill its stated principles. You just can't say, in the name of your goal, you have a right to put forward your agenda. I mean, by that formula, any nutcase can come forward with any crazy... Uh, agenda, as long as he or she or they first remember to say, hey, it's in the name of this laudable goal. I mean, that can never be the accepted justification. You can't just point to something that sounds laudable and say, well, because my agenda is in the name of that laudable goal, you better go along with my agenda or else that means you're against this laudable goal. That's a formula that we have got to expose more and more because that is precisely the one in use. Or am I overstating it, sir? No, I, I think you're exactly right. It is a logical fallacy, and it's one that's being used, I mean, entirely on the left, not entirely on the left, but largely on the left all of the time, and it, by this World Economic Forum crowd, by everybody who's using green to get to red, the red of socialism. And the, there's a test for it. The test, especially with regard to this environmental stuff, is are you applying the rules to yourself? If you've got a mansion, if you've got a jet, and you're telling other people to cut their carbon emissions, nonsense. You don't matter. Unless you're applying the rules to yourself and at the same strength, as it were, unless you're living on the number of, of carbon, the amount of carbon output that we'd all have to live at in order to achieve the, you know, the net zero blah, blah, blah stuff that you're babbling about, unless you're doing it yourself, you're full of it. And we yeah, you are full of it. And even if, by the way, you. even if you are doing it and you're not a hypocrite, 
please understand you still could be shown to be wrong. <laughs> okay, I want right, to emphasize right. that. They can still be right, shown to be wrong, but at least, but at least you're, you're not, not a head. hypocrite. Yeah, you don't get to <laughs> embody. You don't get to embody the very uh, evil practices you're ostensibly against, and still think you have any moral authority to be taken seriously for. I, I, I mean, it just can't be take. You know, forget it, please. You can't be the embodiment of the very thing you're ostensibly against, and still think anybody should should give you a second thought. Um, but that's that's what we're looking at, and and they're they're so against capitalism. But the strange thing is, capitalism is the only way to create the very wealth needed to pay all the bills that we're running up. I mean, capitalism is nothing but the creating, selling, and buying of goods and services for the purposes of providing for wants and needs, market resonance, and it's the only way really of keeping the average Joe Jane or Joe and Jane the boss. Because if we go socialism or communism. All of a sudden, goods and services are very hard to get. I mean, face it, I don't care whether you're, a, whether you're a communist, a socialist, or a capitalist. When you walk out the door, we all want the same thing. If we're going to buy something, we want to get the most we can for the least amount of money spent. Well, that accommodation is not pursued by any business if we're living in a socialistic world. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager, JumpCloud's Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices. And cloud-based options aren't ideal either. JumpCloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end-to-end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud-based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. 
I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for that. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more? Maybe, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe maybe so, six. So what the hell? Are you, are you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either, so either, either roll an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. Help a, bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. Well, I, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet all right he's planning on running but he's not prepared to announce it yet of course he just did <laughs> it's too funny as far as pushing out the egg well everyone's covered that ad, uh, ad nauseum apparently uh, uh someone needs to toss him a high school biology book um Every year Alan Nathan, the militant moderate. Once again, this is the Oasis for those who have an aversion to the left, right, black, white, two-dimensional approach. You were listening to Joe Biden uh, talking with Al Roker, um, I don't know, a day or so ago, uh, NBC's Al Roker, um, saying, uh, yeah, he plans to run, but he's not going to formally announce. So, gee, what a surprise that'll be. Um, covering a number of things here, of course, wokeism's ESG, DEI, and CRT, that is uh, environmental, social, government, as well as uh, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion, and, of course, critical race theory. Uh, these things are provably killing banks, beer, and banter rights in speech. 
And uh, I want to talk a little bit about why that is and how it can be stopped. Uh, perhaps it's best illustrated by looking at a couple of stories that have uh, come out quite recently. Uh, Bud Light right now is suffering a bloodbath, uh, apparently. Uh, we're talking about one of the most successful uh, beer companies on the planet. And they decided to go with uh, a transgender spokesperson, which is fine, but doing so with a lot of politics attached to it. And uh, people aren't liking the preaching. And they have been peeling away from Bud at a very, very rapid rate. Uh, Looking at a Fox News piece, and uh, uh, it says here, Bud Light suffered a bloodbath this past weekend. Consumers nationwide revolted against the nation's top-selling beer brand after it stepped recklessly into the culture wars last week uh, with its new spokesperson, transgender TikTok star uh, Dylan Mulvaney, according to bar owners and beer industry experts around the country. uh, Quote, I think society flexes its muscles sometimes and reminds manufacturers that the customer is still in charge. Jeff Fitter, owner of Case and Bucks, a restaurant and sports bar in uh, Barnhart, Missouri, um, goes on to say, in Bud Light's effort to be inclusive, they excluded almost everybody else, including their traditional audience. Uh, he cited sports fans, working people, and women as loyal Bud Light consumers. Uh, the brand suddenly excluded in its race to go woke. Uh, Bud Light maker Anheuser-Busch is headquartered in nearby St. Louis. But even Fitter's Bar witnessed a catastrophic decrease in sales of the hometown suds among loyal and local consumers. Um, Goes on to say that sales of Anheuser-Busch bottle products dropped 30% over the past week, while uh, draft beer plummeted 50%. And the stories are permeating throughout the country. I mean, people are just turning away from Bud Real big time, not because they're anti-trans, but because they're anti-being preached to all the time. Uh, we have assisting in the opining and analyzing uh, none other than uh, Scott Shepard sticking around. We appreciate that. He, of course, fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research, as well as the director for the National Center's Free Enterprise Project. Uh, wokeism obviously has been hurting banks, but now, but now beer. Your take on it, sir? <laughs> well, it's hilarious. <laughs> This was a good idea. Who hired the woman who uh, is now running brands for Bud and came out? Well, we've got to get away from this this uh, frat boy image for Bud Light because, of course, frat boys are evil. They probably they probably have the temerity to be white, and of course, that's one of the worst things you can be these days. And so they went for that giant. Venn diagram of market that is transsexual <laughs> light beer drinkers <laughs> and and really captured that market. Good for them. And you know, you're you're right about it not being nobody's. Uh, I mean, people people can think whatever they want about the, the this wave of transsexuals and whether there's so many aspects to it. But for years, well, if, I might very quickly, if, I, if I might very quickly, transgender is anybody who wants to identify um, with the gender to which they were not uh, born as, uh, to, to the gender they were not born as being. Right. That's, tra- right. that's transgender. Transsexual, I think, is when you actually go through the operation, although there's some controversy over over that term. But the bottom line is, I think people have to remember, you can be pro-transgender community while still recognizing, for instance, uh, let's say the inherently unfair physical advantage that transgender females have over naturally born females in competitive sports. 
And well, uh, I, I think relabeling this grotesque unfairness as a civil right has become yeah. a camouflage campaign that fools nobody with an IQ over dandruff. I mean, that, that's what's happening here. We can be pro-transgender community, but be against uh, that community's identity being used as leverage for a whole host of other policies that really have nothing to do directly with the transgender uh, community. Uh, they will go ahead and put, so, like, for instance, the justification for teachers to start grooming kids uh, yeah. in, into directions of gender reassignment decisions. Uh, and now in California, you got some place, some counties where um, the law says teachers have a right to keep this secret from the parents. I mean, am I anti-transgender just because I think I have a right to know the direction my child is going in as it comes to decisions as important as that? Where am I mistaken? Well, I mean, you, we we all know at this point that the public teachers' unions want to indoctrinate our children. They've said it flat out that you know, and the the, the ex governor of, of Virginia said parents don't have any right to decide what their children are taught in public schools, and it goes all the way up and up and down the board. And they want to be able to manipulate our children, to indoctrinate our, our children, and this gets back to the socialist issue we were talking about in the last segment. All of this comes down to every time the left loses its mind, every 30 or 50 years or however many often it is, is is because they've forgotten and, and purposely forgotten the, the history of the intervening years and gotten back to it was the, the new socialist man and then the new communist man and then the new Soviet man and then the new uh, the new uh, Volks, Volkish man. And, and every time we, we go through another iteration of this, now it's the new woke man or the new trans man. They, they, they want to do the impossible which is that people live in socialism, and so they try to change human nature, and that's what you cannot do. Well, that's the problem with socialism is they always promise a social safety net, but uh, instead always deliver a straitjacket. And yep. uh, I, I think people are seeing through that. You know, they say, oh, in the name of providing a floor for the needy, we have the right to impose the ceiling on the rest. Uh, but when you do that, you wind up oppressing people. I mean, there's a difference between state-imposed parity versus freedom-based equality, and uh, they never seem to catch on to the fact that the people they're trying to manipulate themselves do eventually catch on to that. You're listening to The Alan Nathan Show. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.